Hi. Hi. Llama. 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 L- what? What? What is llama? You keep saying llama. It's llama. Llama. Yeah. I'm sorry, my grasp of English isn't very good. Okay, let's see what Google Translate says. Hmm. How do you say llama in French? I think it's llama still. Hey. If you press these buttons here, actually, it'll swap French and English back and forth. So. Ooh. I didn't see. There you go. Llama. Okay. Now, what does Google Translate think? Llama. Haha. Even Google Translate knows. So I can't say llama. You you keep saying llama. Llama. No. Llama. Llama. <laughs> yeah, it's French. He's looking at my pants. What happened there? He's looking at the back of my pants. He licked the back of your pants. Isn't it great having dogs? No. Okay. Wait. How many? Is that you at llama? Stop licking my butt. Is that you at llama? This episode of Toddcast is sponsored by our patrons, Steph and Aaron Percival. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hello and welcome everyone, I'm Todd Lyons and this is Toddcast Season 4, Episode 5, a show for and about public servants. I've had some difficult jobs in my life. As a social worker, I did child protection, child and adolescent mental health work, even 24-hour residential care of sexually abused children. And I've done some physically grueling jobs too working on a bull and track gang, replacing railway ties and track, working in an ore mill doing gravimetric separation and cyanide leaching, sweating in a gold refinery, pouring bars out of a diesel smelting furnace. One week when my partner and I were alternating 12-hour shifts to keep the furnaces running round the clock, the heat got so bad that the security cameras melted and were never replaced. We worked on the honor system after that. But of all the jobs I've ever had, the most difficult one, the one I've worked hardest at, the one I never quit, as impossibly frustrating as it felt sometimes, is being a parent. The weight of this responsibility was a completely foreseeable risk, of course. The thought of creating miniature variations of myself should have given me pause, but I charged forward anyway. After all, I made it through all right. I have to have some kind of insight. But when you're new to the job, the way ahead isn't always clear, particularly if there are things about your own childhood that you don't want to repeat. Just saying, I'll do it differently, is not a strategy. It's more like some remnant from Teenage Rebellion. How'd that work out for you? But the plan doesn't have to be exhaustive. You can start small, determine some theoretical limits, establish a framework, create whatever unique culture you wish. Even something as simple as improving the standard holidays. If Santa gets milk and cookies with the note, the Easter Bunny deserves a fresh carrot. And miniature pumpkins can grow into giant ones the night before Halloween, if you believe in magic. Whether you lived an ideal childhood or are reinventing the universe for your own children, 
you know that the effects of parenting are far-reaching. I'm a product of permissive authoritarianism, which is to say that reality was subject to change without notice. As an adult, I've come to value predictability, honesty, and humility. As my kids have gotten older, I've gotten them more attuned to the fact that their father is a human being, wise but not omniscient, well-intentioned but not infallible. Self-awareness is important. Development is lifelong. On this episode, a conversation with a public servant and a YouTuber, a daughter and a mother. Hello, Julia speaking. Hi, Julia. It's Todd calling. Hi, how's it going? It's going good. My guest today is Julia Beresford. So, Julia, Toddcast is very much a friends and family production. They're my co-announcers and sketch performers and talent scouts. And one day my wife calls me over to the computer and plays me a video. It's time to smile because it's another episode of It's a Sunny Day with Nan Ha and Mama (laughs) J. And (laughs) my face just lit up like I was smiling all the way through. Oh, so good. You were out hunting at like an antique store or something like that. And it was just, it was so amazing just to follow you around you and and your mother and just, I don't know, enjoy sort of being part of this experience between the both of you. So for the benefit of those who haven't heard of your show yet, tell us what is It's a Sunny Day? So It's a Sunny Day is a show my mom and I go around. We live in Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, and we like to go around to local businesses and events. And essentially, we just go and have fun. The real, the main goal is to make people smile and remind adults it's okay to be silly. And then like the secondary awesomeness from it is just showing off where we live because it's pretty much paradise. So (laughs) between that and uh, how tight mom and I are, it's really worked out very well. And like the style that we were going for was like if, So in Nova Scotia, when we had cable, we had Channel 10, and it was like public access TV. And it's like a public access TV show mixed with if Wayne's World was a (laughs) mother-daughter. I like that analogy. (laughs) I think it works. So why did you think that this was an important project to, to create and bring into the world? So before I started with Public Works, I worked out west in engineering as a project manager. And between how hectic and heavy some of my work life was and then world events, I just felt like there was so much negativity in the world. And mom came out to visit me and we had a conversation about it and she had been having similar thoughts. So I told her, like, ever since I was a teenager, I've always had a camcorder, (laughs) and I really like recording things, and YouTube is so easy, because you can just, if you want to do it, you can just do it. So we talked about it and decided that when I moved home, which was a few months from then, we would start doing this YouTube show, and we worked on, like, like the name and the concept and stuff, and so when when I moved home, um, we just kind of started doing it, and you can see... We had like, it has evolved a bit in the time that we've been doing it, but the intention has always been the same, which is, I can't guarantee you'll belly laugh every episode, although you might, but I will guarantee that you'll smile by the end of it. (laughs) 
it's, it seems like a real family production. Tell me who's involved with, with everything and, and how do they help? I do a lot of the, I don't know, I guess you call it scouting locations. I don't know. I like uh, We just contact people on Facebook or I drop into their stores. And mom is really the talent. Nan has the talent and I do the uh, technical stuff. So <laughs> I do the editing. And the announcer in the beginning is my husband. And then Logan, my kid, is he's also in the episodes when there's like fun family stuff. And Telly's in it. He'll sub in when mom can't make it. She's been working a lot lately. So he's our special correspondent. (laughs) Now, it's clear that you and your mom have great on-screen chemistry. You have a great relationship. What sort of adjectives would you use to describe her? Tell me what sort of a person she is. I moved out west when I finished university. So I only knew my mom as a kid and a teenager, really. And when I moved home through doing this show and editing, I got to know my mom a lot better than I did. So through editing, I realized how funny mom is. That's not necessarily how I would have, like, not that she wasn't funny, but I didn't realize how truly funny she was. My mom's a super caring, nurturing person. She's a pharmacist and she really takes care of people and she's uh, all about the community and stuff. So that's, that's all, we're very similar in that sense. Although I would say she's more like on the nurturing side than I am necessarily. I'm <laughs> Maybe that just is naturally to her with the pharmacy thing. So your relationship's always been pretty good, but it's just sort of evolved from her being, yeah, from you being the kid growing up there and having a certain dynamic to you're a mother and you can sort of yeah. enjoy a different kind of adult to adult relationship. That is the biggest difference. Because I mean, like all of us, I was not the nicest person when I was a teenager. Maybe not all of us. Oh, really? But <laughs> There's some but stories I was, here. I was, well, I was a little bit, you know, like, you know, like the punk rock angry at the world kind of teenager. And then once I grew up a bit, it's allowed us to come together a lot more. And like you said, like being a mom, it's really been nice because one of the ways that I was able to move home from out west was we, we actually lived together, mom and I. We, I moved into the family home, brought my family, the dogs, we have a snake. <laughs> we brought everybody home. And the show has been one of the ways that we've been able to live together harmoniously because it gives us something. Every week we have to go do something fun together. And then I get to edit it and see how fabulous mom is because you don't always notice everything in the moment, right? No. Yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's been like a really key part of us living together, I feel. It's, and it's been great. I'm still trying to imagine you as punk rock, angry at the world girl, uh, <laughs> given how much you sort of, how much you positively just radiate on the show, like uh, goodness and happiness and stuff. Well, I always, I, I have tried to be an informed person. So when I was like angry as a teenager, it was like at like global things and political things and whatnot. And so I wasn't like angry on a person to person basis, but I was not happy with the state of the world, we'll say. And I, I would, I would say that I still am generally sitting in that space, but I don't, you know, you learn how to enjoy the moment and enjoy the day and take your wins where you can get them. In what ways would you say that she's influenced the sort of person that you've become? I would say that in a lot of ways, My mom is a very dedicated person, an extremely hard worker, and she does not carry the prejudice that a lot of society does. In the medical industry, you know, she has to deal with people who have 
addictions and mental health issues. And she is really just super duper kind and nice, but she is still a very hardworking and serious person when it comes down to her profession as well. And then as far as being a mom goes, <laughs> when I was a teenager, mom did have to work a lot. Um, my parents been divorced since I was really little and, and uh, dad lives in Ontario. So she had to do a lot of it on her own. And all of my friends knew, like, you didn't mess with Susan. Like, <laughs> she, she was the mom that everybody knew cared. But with that caring came responsibility. And if we were, if we were five minutes late, mom wouldn't just give me the gears. She would give my friends the gears as well. So they knew. <laughs> we're, about, we're all about accountability in this family. Well, I hate to put you on the spot, but are there any good stories that you can share about your experiences together? And this could be, I don't know, at any point in your life growing up or in the context of doing the show. A lot of my favorite Nanha stories have been on the show. I think a funny thing, maybe, <laughs> is that Mom and I accidentally dress alike. And it's, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's just from like, living together but it's been like my whole life so i had like this mini mouse sweater when i was younger and mom had like the adult size <laughs> which i'm sure was intentional and super cute when i was little and then we have shared clothes when i was um you know when you're a teenager but you need like a nice outfit for something and i, I didn't maintain that kind of wardrobe so we always share and then just recently she got me a jean jacket she was out shopping with my sister-in-law and accidentally bought the same one for herself. <laughs> and she came home and I was like, Mom, that's my jacket. <laughs> like, we are together so much and now we're going to be dressing alike? Like, this is getting a little crazy. But <laughs> that's a, I'd say that's a good one. But, but most, of, like, most of it, I, honestly, lately, it does end up in the show. <laughs> that's great. Why is she called Nan-ha instead of Nana or Grandma? Right. So, Nick. Mom got her name because she's called Nan Ha because she's the funniest Nan around. Oh. So good, right? <laughs> no idea. So Logan is your son, but I've yeah. seen other children in, in other episodes. Who, who, who are Hayden and, and Juneberger? Junie. <laughs> so Hayden and Junie are my nieces, and they love participating in the show when they can. They just live like 45 minutes away, so... They did the museum and the horse and buggy ride last summer, and we'll have to come up with some fun stuff this summer. So I'm gonna do. I want to try to hit some more beaches and maybe do some more of like the outdoors here. Nova Scotia is so pretty. Oh my god, and we have the best beaches. I mean, I'm totally biased, but <laughs> I think it would be fun to do some episodes like that. The trick when we're doing a YouTube show and we have a lot of our family in the episode is that we have to be careful it doesn't come across as just like a home video. So it can be a little tricky when you include a lot of people, but I'm definitely interested to have them in. It was a little bit easier when we did the funny faces for like the first, I don't know, as I said, 35, 40 episodes because little kids love doing that. But, you know, adults do not like <laughs> doing funny faces on video. I can understand it that. Well, we ended up having to discontinue that part of the show because it was like every week it was like, okay, so I'm going to do a funny face. <laughs> and how many, how, like, how many faces are there that you can do? Like after 40, I, I, I don't think I even right? have 40. <laughs> and I would work on it in the mirror trying to come up with new funny faces. <laughs> but my, my, that's kind of a natural thing though. My grandpa, um, 
my grandpa Godfrey, he used to be that guy in all the family pictures before you had digital cameras, right? You'd try to take a nice picture and someone's always doing a funny face or crossing their eyes and something. That was my grandpa. So <laughs> I come by it naturally. How much of your parenting style do you think comes from, from Nanha? Before I got married, I wasn't going to have kids. It wasn't like part of my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not like I'm okay with kids, but I think people would probably expect me to be better with them because I am silly, but I, I actually get really awkward with kids. I, I get a little like, cause I just don't know what to do with them, <laughs> but my son, that's easy cause he's mine. And so the things that I've like noticed is that I'm actually pretty strict with him. And I think that that comes from mom and just accountability. I'm still learning cause my, like Logan's little. So I, I don't want to be like too harsh, but those things are important. Like my husband and I, I have a stepson and we only have one rule and that is to be respectful because there's so much that comes from that. And so trying to live within that space, but with a little kid, you know, I don't know if he can really understand what that means right now. So <laughs> I'm trying not to be too strict, but I definitely get that, you know, holding people accountable for what you do kind of sense and, and the understanding that hard work is what can help you be a good person. And like those, those kind of values for sure I get from mom. And how would you say that uh, you have made yours a different sort of parenting than your mom? See, now that's a tricky question. And cause mom's going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll frame it in a, in a, in a, in a neutral way. I mean, I'm thinking, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would say, that I am probably a little sillier. That, and that probably comes across in the show as well. I'm definitely a little bit more silly and uh, like goofy than my mom. And that's probably maybe the biggest difference. Although I have to say, mom's pretty good as Nan Ha. <laughs> she is. I wasn't sure whether... And that, that kind of made me wonder. It's like, as I was watching this show and then I watched like three and then six and then, you know, <laughs> I can't remember where I stopped, but, uh, I, I, love that. I sort of got just pulled right into it. And I thought, how, how, how authentic an experience is this? Like, are these people really like oh, this or nice. they, are they hamming it up for the camera? So, uh, tell me about that. I really like that term actually, because I feel like it's a really light term. I, I consciously make the choice to be happy. I, I think about the things I'm thankful for every day. And that reminds me that I have so much to be happy about in my life right now. It's funny that you said that because I saw Stephen Lewis speak. I went to the RPIC conference for, I don't know, buildings or whatever it was in, in Ottawa. And he like stirred my soul, man. Like I was crying at the end of his presentation. It was really, uh, really intense. And I went and talked to him, like, this guy's standing there. Everyone's walking by him, like, you guys are crazy. So I went over and I talked to him. <laughs> He's just standing there. And I said to him, like, you know, man, like, you really affected me. I've been thinking about how I can get involved. And he's like, you really should. So uh, we had been taping by then. But it, it kind of, like, it gave me a more of a mission. And then I was talking to people at work. And, like, you know, the only thing is, like, if I, if I were to ever try to get involved in politics, I'm sure someone's going to do, like, a freeze frame of the funny face. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, is this who you want for mayor? Like, come on. Hell yeah. So I told my, yeah. <laughs> I told my buddy Joe, I'm like, you know, the thing is, if I ever get involved in politics, people are just going to have to understand I'm an entire person. Yeah. I am not just one part. And so I just decided, like, 
I mean, I had mentioned that I worked in engineering out west, but like my, I have a, I'm, I'm a, an environmental specialist, and I um I work with sustainable buildings and the um like the climate change action group and stuff. And uh, when I was out west, my my clients were like hotel developers, and I just I just really I got paired with these people who are really difficult because I can get along with anyone. Started to feel like a sellout. It was just. It was just the worst feeling and I was just not happy, you know, and you have to keep your Blackberry on and I just needed a change. So when I moved home, I promised myself that I would let myself be me and it is freaking freeing. Like it's amazing. So I appreciate the authenticity comment too, because that's been like a, a part of my journey moving home and learning about public sector. I had a really romantic view of public sector and I wasn't, it's not entirely correct, but it's not entirely wrong either. So people call themselves public servants, and I appreciate that. And in Atlantic region, there's actually nice people in our upper management. It's shocking and awesome. So <laughs> it's like almost everything you would want, and that's that's pretty amazing. I mean, I really appreciate the public sector in general. I think it's where it's at. And in Nova Scotia, it employs like 40% of our people. So. Huh. Yeah, well, I mean, that's through all levels of government. But yeah, it's a big, because with Lewenberg, where I'm from, when I was younger, if you weren't fishing or you weren't in the tourism industry, there, you know, there really wasn't much here for you. And that's kind of why I had to leave anyway. But mom and I try to make sure that the show is authentic and us. So like, um, example, sometimes there's shots where like, oh, <laughs> mom's shorter than me. I don't know if you've ever taken a selfie. But when you take a selfie, you angle the camera down at yourself because that's like the best angle, right? Yes. My mom is shorter than me. And when she's filming, it is often the exact opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, it's actually created a situation where I'm a lot more comfortable with how I look now because I've seen all these odd angles that I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> that's not how I look. <laughs> I digress. But yeah, like those things. You know, I got so distracted by the selfie talk. I can't remember what your original question was. I really got drawn into the experience between you oh, and your mother. Yeah, and I how thought, authentic it is. Yeah. I <laughs> want to hang out with these people. Are they really this cool in oh. real life? You know? Oh, cool. Well, we're not. I mean, maybe we're cool. But I wait. Uh, so yeah, sorry, because the angles. That's right. Yeah. So essentially, the goal is to make it as, as real as possible. So like, uh, you know, if you know, like I said, like if we don't look good in an episode, well, that's just how we look that day. Or um, sometimes I'll be feeling really like not, not as energetic maybe on a day. And then mom will end up carrying the episode because she'll be super funny. And we seem to not have those kind of days at the same time. So it's really nice. I, ha I had to shoot an intro once by myself and it was so weird because we really play off each other really well. Yeah. So like, I love puns. All it's, it's, it's very much who we are. <laughs> it's great chemistry, and I just love to sort of yeah, be in the middle of it, sort of, even as a viewer, you kind of get pulled in. You seem well, to be- Well, I really appreciate that. You seem to be on uh, a kind of a random production schedule, though. Uh, I'm never sure when to- I've subscribed now, so that makes it, at least I know when a new one Thank comes you. out. But how uh, how often do they get pushed out, or is it just as inspiration strikes and you know the editing comes together? No, okay, so we were somewhat random there a while ago. Sometimes in the winter, either there's a storm, so what we were going to do, we can't do, or, you know, there's illness, mom works in healthcare, I have a little kid, 
colds come through this house all the time. So that can interrupt when we shoot. But generally what we try to do is shoot something every week and then I'll post it around 9 o'clock my time on Saturday morning. So every Saturday morning we try to put one out. Okay. One thing I've noticed is sometimes I can't tell when we're recording if it's going to be funny or not. So you'll see some episodes where, because I love like, you know, dad jokes and puns and stuff. And so there will be episodes where like at the end of shooting, I'll look up some jokes to say just in case. (laughs) And so they'll, they'll end up in there if I feel like it hasn't been like funny enough, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and that hasn't happened recently. So last question, why is it so important for you to make others smile? The way that our world seems to operate is that we love to magnify and focus on negativity and there's lots to look at and we need to be aware of it so that we can deal with it. What I look to do and what mama and I try to do is create a space that is full of positivity and reminds people that there's so much that you can look at and be bummed about and be overwhelmed, but there's actually so much good still. And, and there's so many nice people and beautiful, gorgeous landscape. And in Canada in general, we're just super duper lucky. And I, I think that sometimes we become so used to what we have, we forget how, how truly great it is to be here and live here. And so I just feel like if, because mom and I are kind of who we are and, and I love the video stuff, it's just an opportunity for us to spread positivity and, and help people remember all those good things that we love about, especially living on the South Shore down here in Nova Scotia. But just in general, I mean, I have lived across Canada and Canadians are just like the best. So <laughs> I challenge anyone to watch our show and not smile. I mean, I feel I tell people it's like the most pleasant show on the internet. Well, I hope it just keeps going and going. I don't know if you've figured out like a I'm only going to do this for you know, this many episodes or for this many years or until it makes sense. Um, have you? No. So actually, we are. It's 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 becoming more popular as time goes on, which is super fun. Okay, so. We've had over 10,000 views on our channel now, and that's, like, really significant. If you think about it in terms of, like, where I live, my town is only, like, 2,000, 2,500 people. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, 10,000 views, that's legit. And we, what I said to mom when we got to that milestone, I was going to get a tattoo of our logo, and that will be an up, uh, upcoming episode. <laughs> and, you know, it's just really fun. We just keep coming up with things to do. One thing we are going to have to do is maybe expand the locations instead of just the South Shore. We might um, start moving more south and closer to Halifax, say. But I think uh, we have no plans of stopping. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you really appre- I like that you enjoy the show and your feedback has made me really happy. I'm really excited to tell Nan about, Nan Hall about it. And I'm I'm so thankful that I've got such an amazing wife slash talent scout to to find all these cool things happening in the public service being created by other public servants that yeah are you know I try to put some joy out into the world with what I produce and I love it when I have an opportunity to meet someone who is of like mind and doing something that puts yeah a smile on my face too. Well, I really appreciate that. I 
that is really all we want to do is just help people have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for talking with me, Julie. I appreciate it. Oh, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. You've been listening to Toddcast Season 4, Episode 5. All opinions expressed on Toddcast are strictly those of the individual and are not necessarily those of their employer. Special thanks to our patrons, Steve Buell, Steph and Aaron Percival, Darlene Mulcahy, Abe Greenspoon, Terry Kelly, Yvette Fung, Elizabeth Ellis, Sharon Pinney, Catherine Parker, Tanya Garcia, Justin Henry, Rachel Muston, John Price, Taryn Wasson, Greg White, Joy Muscovich, Jackie Tweedy, M.F. Burford, Barbara Dundas, Rod Gallant, Daphne Guerrero, Jennifer Harju, Anthony Jazz, Saren McDashin, Tarek Paracha, and George Wenzel. However you found us, please help us bring meaningful content to the public service. Become a subscriber, share the episodes, rate our content, and write and let us know what's on your mind. You can reach me at Todd at ToddLines.ca or start a conversation with fellow listeners worldwide on GCCollab.ca. Toddcast is planned, written, and technically produced using free and open-source software, Canboard, DocuWiki, and Audacity, all running on Linux Mint, software that is free as in cost, but more importantly, free as in freedom. This episode's theme music was Night Rain by Airtone. Toddcast content is free to use and share under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license because, like open source, open content, and open licensing makes the world a better place. I'm Todd Lyons. I'll see you online.